Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey! Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. Let's go! The Morning Grind. Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Let's go! Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's July 25th, 2017, and we have 14 baseball games here on this wonderful Tuesday. As always on Tuesday, my co-host, The Siege. How you doing, buddy? I hate the world. There's no justice, Stevie. There's no justice. <laughs> I-, I love the world. Um, you know, it's round, it's beautiful, it's big. The world is wonderful, but there's no damn justice. <laughs> 5,500, 35% Giancarlo Stanton gets two home runs. Get out of here. It was a good play today. Sorry, he wasn't worth 35% ownership when Martin Perez did what Martin Perez always does and gives up one home run per start. He gives up one home run per start. And it just happened to be Stanton. And all Jeffries had to do was just not give one up to Stanton, and the fade was fine. Well, you, you know the Texas bullpen stinks. One at bat, Max, against the bullpen. One at bat. All you had to do was just not give up a home run. <laughs> well, uh, we all know how you're doing tonight, uh, CJ. Uh, you went and enjoyed a Cardinals game. And, and then um, I, stacked it up. I stacked the Cardinals, and then I was like, I should go. And then I, picked, I skipped the wrong two guys. Just, ugh. One of those days, Stevie. One of those days. Well, if, if you stacked Houston like the morning grind suggested and you played Gaussman like the morning grind suggested, you had a really good day. Yeah. If you didn't get scared by weather, that would have convinced – that would have been like, hey, you get six innings of the Phillies' bullpen. That's a good thing. <laughs> oh, man. Not my smartest hour, let's say, from 6 to 7 Eastern. Not, not my smartest hour. Oh, those happen. Those happen all the time. So let's get into it, man. We got 14 games. We got a lot to talk about here. Um, a lot of hitting spots. Over on the Grand Salami if you're in Vegas. Over. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and then pitching, like, I think we're going to see a trend here throughout the podcast. We're just not going to see a lot of upside, right? Like, I, I, I've already Outside broke- of the very first game we're going to talk about, I think there's literally one pitcher on the slate that is upside. Maybe two. There's three that I had wrote up earlier, so and I, I kind of missed Jordan Montgomery. So, hey, let's talk about it. Cincinnati at New York, nine and a half total here. Luis Castillo against Jordan Montgomery. Um, this game's in Yankee Stadium. Jordan Montgomery, you know, we talked about strikeout upside, and the guy just has strikeout upside. Yeah, it hasn't shown it a lot recently, but again, Minnesota, not a heavy strikeout team. Boston, not a heavy strikeout team, and that start was on short notice. So I kind of willing to throw that one out the window. You know, the Milwaukee start was kind of weird, and the Houston start was kind of weird. Like, maybe he's hitting a wall, but he's a guy with a 
massive swing strike rate, you know, of uh, – what's he at these days here? Why can't I find him? Did I not type him into my sheet? Oops. He's at 13.2% 13. this year. Why can't I find him? Like the 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 issue and concern that I have with Jordan Montgomery today is we we're going to talk about a bunch of these teams that don't have high strikeout rates and you know Cincinnati another team that has very little strikeout upside outside the bottom in the order you know uh, Cozart ten percent Votto twelve percent Duvall twenty Shevler eighteen like you know outside of the bottom of the order there's not a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. I. I understand all that, but again, it's like what – I mean, it's, it always comes down to like what lefties have you faced, right? You know, when you face a guy who's got elite string strike stuff like Jordan Montgomery, and it's like, yeah, Suarez and Cozart and Duvall are going to be problems. Like there's no disputing that, right? But, you know, we look at the bottom of the order. They actually add the DH, which, okay, isn't all that great, but Peraza, Mezzarocco, Kevlian can all strike out. Like Scheller can strike out too from time to time. It's the price, right? He's fifty nine hundred on DraftKings. Like, I, I mean, I, I just don't know how to say. Like, he's priced the same as Edwin Jackson. No, it, it's definitely time to you know price and force on a slate that we don't have a lot. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the guys at the top, and there's just not a lot of upside with those guys at the top. And if you can get you know, 13, 14, 15 points from Jordan Montgomery, like you're not going to be that far behind. It all depends on what your hitters are going to do. Right. So Seth Lugo is going to be a chalk. We'll, we'll get that in the last game. But so, this is Seth Lugo chalk night. So like when we compare our options that are like, say, let's say below 8,500, that's the guy we're comparing them to. Right. Um, And so, the, you know, he is a solid. So Seth Lugo is at 7,700. Jordan Montgomery is 1,800 cheaper. So we're getting – a 30, 20, is that 29% discount on Montgomery versus Seth Lugo. I, I think that's about the right spot, especially when you start taking ownership into account. Like it can absolutely blow up in our face. Like if I played any sort of volume, if I'm playing big volume, absolutely would hedge it with Cincinnati. No doubt. Uh, same thing with the pitching on the other side. I actually have Luis Castillo interest as well in this spot. Um, this is a Yankees team that we, we've talked about it. You know, they can definitely hit, but they can also swing and miss. And we look at Castillo, and there's one thing he can do, and it is generate strikeouts. He has had set, uh, six or more strikeouts now in each of his last five starts. He's had uh, seven or more in four of the last five. He has just been very consistent with that strikeout number. And at 6,900, when you get Ks, that gives you a lot of wiggle room to give up some runs and still be okay, especially on a weak pitching slate. Yeah, small sample size with this guy, but very high ground ball rates against righties, 30% strikeout rate against righties, only a 29% hard contact. It's a small sample size, but when we look at this lineup, we have to worry about the right-handed power bats. And if he can limit the power with strikeout upside and ground balls, you know, you kind of have to, you know, consider him here when we're looking at what, four, five, maybe six righties in this lineup. Yeah, and he's even been unlucky with the home run ball. Like maybe he'll have some, you know, Babbitt progression, but if that home run ball regresses, like he could be really good. And you know, on a slate where like we don't have a lot of high swing strike rate, right? Like he is the second highest swing strike rate on the slate. Like he's at 13.3%. That is just you know, on a slate where we don't have upside, is X tip and a Sierra suggest he's good, he's been good. This is a guy I just might go all in on here, Stevie. Like, no one's gonna do this against the Yankees when they have over an implied team total of five. And, like, he could easily win me this slate with upside. When there's a slate that there's not a lot of upside, you know, research pays. So, 
Um, when we look at the Reds' bats, anything kind of standing out to you here against Montgomery? Yeah, we talked about it. Cozart, Suarez, and Duvall would be the three that I'd be most worried about. Yeah, and I'm not typically – like, I'm not extremely worried about those guys. Like, I think the the sneakiest play might be Shebler. Like, he's been hitting lefties good this year. Montgomery and small sample size kind of struggle with lefties, and it's in Yankee Stadium. So that could be like a really sneaky type one-off play. You have a Scott Shebler thing. So, hey, man, this guy hits me a lot of home runs. I just – so like here, like – you know, we're going to talk about this guy later. Let me just – what's the price on Shevler? Oh. Like, I, I, he's 3200 Like, I'm finding the 400 for Nick Williams in our next game. Like, I'm just finding it. Yeah, I think I'd play Shevler. You have a thing for Nick Williams. <laughs> I, have, I have a thing for guys that can score double-digit fantasy points every day. Sue me. Yeah, you have a <laughs> – You're like, yeah, the point's pretty fair. Yeah, I was, there, there's no argument there. I just, man. By the way, the Yankees have a 23% strikeout rate against right-handed pitching this year, and everyone is over 20% that's not named Brett Gardner and Didi Gregorius. And even Brett Gardner's at 19%, so it's not like, oh, 1% difference. Like you It's know. literally just Didi. Yeah, Didi's a lot better than people give him credit for. Guy's good. Yeah, but he can't hit hard fastballs, if I remember correctly. Let me pull that up real quick. Aaron Judge can. You know, that's the obvious concern um, when looking at a guy like this. Um, yeah, TD is awful against fast fastballs. This is – God, this loose Casillo spot is just a dream. Now, the more I think about this, the more I'm falling in love with this spot. Yeah, you might like the slate a little bit more now, huh? Uh, any Yankees bats standing out to you here? I mean, you talked about Aaron Judge. He can hit the hard fastball. Um, but he obviously hits it way worse. He actually hits it way worse than everything else. Like he's got an eight eighteen Babbitt versus hard fastballs. Spoiler alert: that's going to regress slightly. Yeah, um, and you look at the the ex Woba is about one hundred and fifty points lower than the Woba. Still solid. It's just yeah, he 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 mashes ninety three to ninety six. When you get it over ninety six, he's still good, but he's not great like he is against ninety three to ninety six. Yeah, and Luis Castillo, if I just pull him up, I think he's at 98 these days. Let me just check that. Right <laughs> Aaron there. Judge has a 125 Babbitt against 30, 93 to 96. He must hit a lot of home runs off of that pitch. Yeah, it, it, he has, a, and uh, Luis Castillo's in the 98 mile hour range. So, like, you know, this is just a guy that, you know, throws <laughs> massive, massive heat. <laughs> massive, massive heat is a good thing. And he also throws a slider, too. We know the Yankees can struggle with that from time to time. God, this is just a great spot. I, I, you're right. I do like this slate some more. Let's a lot now. Let's go. Houston at Philadelphia. Charlie Morton against um, Ben Pavetta. Nick Pavetta. Uh, this guy. He has too many names. Uh, nine and a half total here. I, I like Morton a lot in this game. Um, we get a guy that has strikeout upside against a Philadelphia team. Um, you know, he's a ground ball guy. Doesn't give up a ton of hard contact. Like. Everything you kind of worry about in a ballpark like Philadelphia, he does well. So I think this is a good Charlie Morton spot. I'm going to have no Charlie Morton. Um, weather concerns here. Yeah. Uh, you and know, you'd be it, playing chalky pitchers. And if this is – oh, this is chalk, isn't it? This is going to be chalk. Oh, yeah. Charlie Morton's going to get a lot of love today. Oh, uh, yeah. I absolutely would take the guy, all the guys around him first. Um, yeah. I just did – the guy, Demon. Honestly, I was just so locked in and Nick Williams. It didn't even dawn on me that people would play like uh, – but yeah, like you know, for sure. Like I understand why you would play Morton. Like I think he's solid, but he hasn't looked the same 
you know, since coming back off the DL. You know, he's given up some runs against Minnesota and Seattle. It's just, you know, I don't think he's worthy of the chalk. Like the 8,800 price tag, I think it's too high. Like I understand he's got some upside, but in his last 10 starts, he's only gone over 25 twice. So it's not like, you know, he's this guy is going, going out there and dominating every time out. So for me, I, I would rather take the guys around them, to be honest, and, and definitely take lower ownership here and, uh, and just leverage with Nick Williams one more time. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think I am going to end up with exposure to Morton here because I just like the spot. Um, no Pavetta for me. Any interest for you? No. Yeah, we're not playing pitchers against Houston. You remember when we always just like stream pitchers against Houston like three or four years ago? It's just not a thing anymore. <laughs> if you're playing low ball, you stream these days. Yeah, what are we doing with the Houston bats? I mean, we got to see what the lineup looks like, right? I mean, George Springer left. He's probably out. Like, what, how, how watered down is this thing going to get? No Springer, no Correa? Like, that's true. I, at, some I still point, think- at some point, we got to kind of like, I know they proved it against the bullpen today, but. Like they weren't exactly destroying Velasquez first. Like they give got scored a couple runs, but it wasn't uh, this all out slugfest. And now they don't have Springer. Like their price of the roof. I, I think I'm gonna watch this one from the sidelines and uh, hope some of the other stacks just beat them. The only the only case you can make for the stack is if they get to Pavetta early and they get back into that bullpen after having to pitch six innings today. Like that's the that's the case you make for Houston, right? Yeah, again, it's like, where's the power upside? Right. I, I don't disagree with that. I'm saying, though, like, like – How many moments did they even hit today? Like one, uh, two? One or two, yeah. I think uh, Gary L had one and uh, – Bregman had one. Yeah. So, like, I just – there's a lot of good offenses on the slate. I just don't know if they're going to win the home run battle. Yeah, yeah, God, I gotta, I gotta do some research. Oh, McCann hit a home run too. Okay, so three. I, I just, I like hypothetically, who do you think is gonna hit more home runs? A watered down Houston lineup versus Pavetta or the Brewers against Edwin Jackson? No, I don't disagree with you. Like, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just, I need to do research on Pavetta too and see how he is at holding on runners because we could get some upside there too. With what? Altuve. Altuve. Altuve, baby. That's one guy. Altuve. We gotta. Well, we gotta see who'd play for Springer. Oh God. I'm seeing if he's in the player pool. He's not. Hey, good job, DK player pool. But you actually honored your request. I'm very happy about this. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm guessing outside of Nick Williams, you don't like anybody else from Philly. I mean, I, w- I have to stick on brand and send my boy Freddie Galvis. Well, you, you can say I mean, I'm, um, not, I'm, not, I'm not playing him at 3,800, though. Yeah. The, you know, Nick Williams Nick Williams is the only guy on the starting roster that has an ISO over 200 against um, right-handed pitching this season. The guy just right now just, like, he's hitting – like, even his outs today, a couple of his outs today were barrels. Just obliterated. Like, fade him at your own risk at this point, people. Like – Philly is just, your own risk. Man, Philly's bad. That's great. You know what that makes Nick Williams? The world's best one-off at 1% again. Like, I will roster Nick Williams the rest of the season if you promise me 2% or less ownership every single day at this price point. I promise. I will roster him every single day. All right, well, let's move on. We got Milwaukee at Washington. Zach Davies, Edwin Jackson, 10 total here. 
Too low. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, you don't like the pitchers, right? Hell no. All right, we move on to the hitters. Milwaukee in a great spot here against Jackson. Stack them up. Shaw. Shaw, Shaw. Oh, Shaw, Shaw, yes. Shaw. Yeah, Boy, we, D, DK is daring us on the Thames price. Oh, my God. I don't want to know. But at what point on DraftKings would you have to go all in? Under 4K. You're going all in? Oh, God. Is he that cheap? And you could play him in the outfield. Yeah, he's 3700 that's too cheap. Too cheap for a guy like Edwin Jackson, who just zero strikeout upside. He's limited the hard contact this season against lefties in it's four like innings. Starts. Four innings. That's what I was going to say. So, like, don't don't look into this too much, but Edwin Jackson's not good. I don't think it's going to – I don't think that's a hot take. Uh, I hope not. I, I, I hope think, it is. I hope nobody plays Milwaukee today. Oh, man. Yeah, there's literally not one guy I wouldn't play. Like I, I, I gotta be honest. Like I, I'll play the ball. Like if it's so great. Like there's not one Milwaukee guy I'm not interested in today. Not one. For what it's worth, Shaw is second on my model today. Who the hell beat him? Oh, I gotta relook at it. Hold on. Like I, I like I'm legitimately curious because I, I think just Travis Shaw on paper is just an unbelievable spot. Yeah, I have to relook. I pull it back up here in a second. Um, what are we doing with the Washington bats? I mean, they're obviously in a good spot, but I don't know if I if I'm paying through the roof for an offense. I don't think this is the one I'm picking on. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but there's just just for example, a guy that I just spent 20 minutes just complaining about, like. Stanton today is worthy of 35% ownership. So, like, I will go down to him. You know, Blackman versus Lynn I even would consider as a one-off. We'll talk about that. Like, I just – I just don't know if I can pay 5600 for Harper because if I do that, I have to pay 4700 for Murphy, and I just – I mean, I guess this is a slate where I will have the cap to do that, but – Yeah, second base is just weak uh, again. Yeah, I was going to say second base is kind of weak. I think – I don't think they're bad plays. It's just – No. Thomas, Thomas, like, I, I hate playing two offs, and the question is who's the third? And I, and I, like, the answer you would tell me is Brian Goodwin, but that takes two outfield spots. I don't really know if I want to do that. Oh, I think the answer would probably be Zimmerman. It takes a first base spot away. That, I know. That's, that's, even, that's, even, that, that's I know, even worse. I know. It's even worse. I just – I don't see myself going there. I, it's perfectly viable. It's not like it's super hot in Washington. I, I think this is kind of a situation where I'll just stay away. And it's also – it's not like Zimmerman's been smoking the baseball later lately either. So I, I think this is fine. I'll stay away. All right. Oh, and to answer your question, it was Jake Lamb. Jake Lamb was number one. Oh, Oakland at Toronto. A, I should I should have thought of that. <laughs> yeah, Sonny Gray against uh, Cesar Valdez. Nine and a half total here. Sonny Gray, a one eleven favorite against a journeyman guy that's been pitching since two thousand six. Um, zero respect for Sonny Gray. Yeah, this is the spot where I'm going to walk away from Sonny. 
I think that's a responsible move. Um, I dug into Sonny Gray before we did the podcast. I've already wrote my article for the day. And uh, unfortunately, like, he's been really good. Like, I want to want to talk crap about him, but he's been really good. His XFIP in the last five games, all under four. Um, the ground ball rates are all over 50%, around 60% in three of those starts. He's good. He's pitching really good. There's just no upside against Toronto in Toronto here. I mean, the K rate's been decent, but it's not been great if you look but at he, history. Pitch profile-wise, he doesn't profile well against them either. Yeah. Just, man, you look at you look at Smoke and Morales, and they're a combined three for 32. It's so Yeah, he just doesn't – if he threw a slider more, then you would like him. But the problem is he might do that in this spot, right? Like, they're not like – yeah, maybe he doesn't throw a slider a lot overall, but he sees Toronto, and he's like, oh, all right, slider time, let's go. Like, not it's like, yeah, like, you know, we say on average they throw 16%, but – you know, like their catcher's going to look at a scouting report and know Toronto can't hit a slider. I just, I think, I think that stay away is responsible. But the, if I start seeing that, like he's going to be five percent in this spot, I'm going to have to consider it. He's just too expensive. Right, but but again, it's not like if Sunny Gray pitches like pitches like Sunny Gray has this season, you would want him at ten seven. You're just not a Sunny Gray guy. You're just not a Sunny Gray guy, Stevie. You're just never going to give me a, non, a non-biased opinion on Sunny Gray. Uh, I, I'm going to stop asking you like pro Sunny Gray questions. I'm never going to get the answer. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I played him. I, I I want to play him here. It's just at ten seven, I really want three X, and he's not going to get you three X here. His highest game this season is who the 20... hell is going to get three X on this slate? Other some of these Luis cheaper Castillo, guys. Luis Castillo is going to go for like 5X and win me all the money. Yeah, some of these cheaper guys I think just have a better shot to get there, and I'm just going to take the value. There's just no – look at the Vegas line. There's just no respect. Yeah, that's the thing I'm going to – that's the thing I'm going to keep coming back. Like Cesar Valdez, it – I mean, then again, this Oakland lineup is terrible. But still, he's not good. He's By the way, bad. after everyone played Chris Davis today and uh, got a zero, this is exactly when you hop right back on. Oh, I'm definitely going back to the well. I will say this Valdez guy. Um, he's terrible. Don't, don't. No, 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 no. I was going to say, like, he struggled in the Mexican League. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure that you weren't oh, like, come in on, 19 man. games this season. He's been good. I just wanted to make sure you weren't going there because no. I just was not going to allow that today. No, zero chance. Um, All right, just, just making sure because if you do pull up his numbers this year, they look good, but promise, I promise he's terrible. Yeah, in, in 19 innings this season out of the bullpen and stuff, he has a 20, 2.3 home run per nine. 50% hard contact. Yeah. Tells you everything you need to know about the 32-year-old that's been pitching in the minors since 2006. And had struggled in the Mexican League. All right. Um, you mentioned Chris Davis. I don't mind Alonzo here. I hate using him at first base, but I actually think this is a decent spot for him that he'll be less than 5% owned. I would much rather play him on fantasy draft. Yeah, I could see that. You know, getting that multiple first base, I love fantasy draft for that reason. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, Marcus Simeon, right? Oh, Bellinger home run didn't hurt. Well, that that looks good. That's promising. That oh, did he home run? I, I saw someone on my Twitter feed said Bellinger home run didn't hurt with a question mark, so I'm going to assume that he hit a home run. 
three-run homer, yeah. Hey. It makes my night even better. Let's say, let's go check out those currently that currently winning tag. Yeah, boost me up even more. I'm definitely beating you in play oh, draft yeah. now. Oh yeah, look at that. That's a very nice big boost to the currently winning tab. Beautiful. Yeah, you're, only, you're getting beat by uh, 32 in play draft. Six Whatever. Games, six game lead again. You play freaking Stanton. With Fish. my 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 second. I will admit, play draft was the perfect format for Stanton. Like, all right, I'm not gonna like. I'm just. <laughs> Um, I'm really upset. Like I just these everyone who just stacks against Martin Perez and they just won't ever listen to reason. It drives me nuts. It's like the Mike Pelfrey people. <laughs> what are you doing oh with the Blue Jays bats here? <laughs> Sorry, what was your damn question? Blue Jays bats, anybody? <sighs> this line is so fishy. I want to see what this line does tomorrow. I would just have to be scripting this slate to play it. And granted, I might script this slate. Like that's a that's a, that's a very live option for me. If I just do more Luis Castillo research and I fall more and more in love, that, that's a viable option. <sighs> it just it would be a script only. It would be like five percent. I just, for example, I think I would rather attack a team like Cleveland or who I hate normally in the spots like this, or Miami, or Texas, who's – I think Texas is a great rebound spot for Texas. Just – yeah, I just don't see myself going there personally, but I understand if you want to. Yeah, we're this team in the next game. Baltimore at Tampa, Wade Miley against Jacob Faria, nine total here. Faria, man. Um, all right, so I'm a little concerned. I, I like Faria. I think he's really good. Uh, I think he's very, very talented. I, I was digging into his stats before you know we started here, and his xFIP in the last three games: seven point zero, five point nine, six point zero. Oakland, Angels, Boston. The only thing those three teams haven't, or I guess Baltimore or Boston and LA don't strike out a bunch, but patient too. Yeah, I, I just. I don't know if it's a rookie wall. I just don't know, but I think the upside's definitely here for a guy like Faria. By the way, Nick Williams got another hit. Just <laughs> fade him at your own damn risk. Yeah, I just I'm a little concerned about Faria, but when we have a slate that doesn't have a bunch of upside, like Baltimore strikes out a bunch, I could see him getting six, seven strikeouts in this game. I guess for me, it's just I'm not going to pay the extra money when I can just play Luis Castillo and have to deal with all the same risks and be saving that kind of money. Yeah, but you've just fallen in love with Castillo. That's your problem. You're not opening your eyes to any other pitchers now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, that, that's not true. I have a couple other guys on the list. I just – like I have two in the first game. I, <laughs> I just – but like why should I play Faria over Castillo? Like what's the case? Faria over Castilla. Castillo's pitching in Yankee Stadium. Faria's pitching in Tropicana. There's one okay. good reason. Okay. Hold on, I'm trying to think of some more good reasons. No, I mean this. I think this is the type of debate that everyone's going to have. So, like, take your take a time. Take your time. Baltimore. Everybody in Baltimore outside of the Tejada guy has a strikeout rate over 19. percent I guess Adam Jones is at 17.9. But also white hot right now. There's just there's a ton of strikeouts in this lineup against right-handed pitching. 
My problem is the power. 193 ISO, 189 ISO, 225 ISO, 185 ISO, 278 ISO, 247 ISO, 190 ISO. Like, if you make one mistake in this lineup, you're just gonna get crushed. I'm gonna. I'm really have. To, I'm gonna have to go hitter by hitter and dig in and see how he good they are. He also have so many fly balls and line drives to right. He's like, yeah, he's striking them out, but when he makes gives up contact, it is just none of it is ground balls. None of it. He doesn't have a ground ball pitch. He throws fastball, slider, changeup. He doesn't have a ground ball pitch. He doesn't have anything that breaks downward. So you don't think he should have a ground ball rate, uh, high ground ball rate? He's going to be one of those guys that are going to be more of a fly ball guy. He doesn't have a ground ball pitch. He doesn't then have he's any. Gonna, then, he, then the regression against lefties is going to be massive. Yeah. The x wobe was already higher than. And he can't strike him out. Yeah, the x wobe was already higher than the Woba against lefties. I, I, I so what we're saying is the crush stack is firmly in play today. Yeah, Davis-Davis combo home runs. I don't hate that. You just look yeah. at it and, like, he's going to eventually – I guess he throws a curveball. He just doesn't throw it a bunch. Like he's going to have to develop a fourth pitch that breaks downward or his ground ball rate. He's going to give just, up a bunch of home runs. I mean, he did pitch well against Baltimore. Here's my problem, right? Right? If he goes six and two thirds, gives up two earned runs and strikes out six, like that's even not coming close to your three X quota that you were talking about. Yeah, I get. Man, three X is probably crazy today. I don't probably, think it is. I think the whiskey's like I am so in on this train. Like I am taking this train out of the station. Let's go. Like twenty-one DK points for a guy who can strike out like somewhere between seven and nine. Like that's eighteen. Like now you just have to break even the rest of the way, and you're there. Like it's just you, you look at you look at Faria. He has an above-average changeup and above-average slider. You're just gonna have to do some research on how these right-handed hitters hit it. That's all. Yeah, I just I think I'm taking the the guy in the next game first, or I guess not the next game, but in another game that's coming up at some point. Yeah, yeah I just I, I think there's two guys I would play over Faria, but I understand why you like him. I just I don't think that's for me. No, it's fair, and like I said, gonna have to really dig into some batted ball profile to see if I want to pay that for him. Um, Wade Miley, no. Yeah, no. Baltimore Bats, we mentioned Chris Davis. I'm really going to – I don't want to recommend anybody else after until I look and see how they do against sliders and change-ups. Yeah, it's Chris Davis on that side, and on the other side it is uh, just nothing. Really? I like Ramos. I don't, don't, he's hurt, remember? Oh, did he get hurt? When? Yeah, pretty sure he got, he got concussed today, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that changes everything. Uh, won't be in the starting lineup Tuesday. Yeah, so he's already out. That changes everything. Who's going to catch Osakre? Will, oh God. You don't stack against Wade Miley either. Yeah. Like, it's not as extreme because he's a fly ball guy and, like, he can give up multiple home runs with the fly balls. But, like, he's not a guy who gives up a ton of home runs per start either. Like... He's kind of a zero one two guy, but he has no K upside. Like he's just a. It, I don't hate Tampa. I just Tampa's kind of cold right now. I, I don't really see a reason to play them on this slate. God, he's kind of own Evan Longoria too. I think I might yeah. stay away from Tampa here. Yeah, I took that piece wise. All right, let's move on. We have Kansas City at Detroit. Danny Duffy against Michael Fulmer. Eight and a half total here. Fulmer a one forty favorite. Um, any interest in either one of these guys? I did have interest in Danny Duffy, and you quickly uh, taught me my ways, and you said 
CJ, you don't play two-seam fastball guys against Detroit. And I said, Stevie, you are absolutely correct. And then you pull up the BVP and you understand why you don't play two-seam fastball guys against Detroit. No. Yeah, yes, you did. It's very clear. Um, I think Detroit stack is very sneaky and in play in this spot. Um, there's definitely risk with this team, as we talked about heading into that trade deadline. Um, you know, some guys could get moved. Uh, but, you know, the upside here against Duffy at what I think will be 1% to 2% max is it, just worth it here in this spot. It, people don't catch on to two-seamers versus Detroit. Sometimes I forget to look at it. And so, like, it's come out to bite me. It's like Detroit hits three home runs, and you look, and you're like, oh, this pitcher throws a two-seamer. Like, no wonder. So I, I like the spot for Detroit. I, I think it's a good one. Uh, it's definitely one I wouldn't play if I was playing one lineup. But if I'm playing, like, even, like, up, like say, as few as three, I, I would include Detroit there. Yeah, and you look at it, and he just faced Detroit. These teams just played five innings, nine hits, four in runs, only four strikeouts. Um Actually, I think this is what it was. Five days ago, I, I forgot the Danny Duffy spot. And and you remember, like, Duffy at the end of last season was, like, really good at the end of last year. In September, on the 23rd of September in 2016, three and two-thirds, seven hits, six earned runs, four walks, four strikeouts. I, I remember the spot I just said I forgot. It was this spot five days ago. Yep. Uh, I, I think I'm on board with you on if I play multiple teams here to have a Detroit stack. It's a really nice team to throw in a queue too, like even that $40 bracket challenge because it's going to be 1% to 2% owned in there and you can just win because it's a home run power upside team. I think I would fade Miggy in the stack, by the way. Like you talked about that. And I I don't know if I would play Victor Martinez. I might just fade both first basemen and build the stack around it and then target one of the high upside first basemen we've already talked about and I've got to talk about. Yeah, Victor's always been a, a little bit more powerful from the right-hand side. This year, though, not the case. 0.062 ISO this year uh, against left-handed pitching. Uh, so, like, man, I really like the idea. Man. Here's the problem, Stevie, right? So, like, if you're – like, the problem is, like, would you rather play Victor Martinez or Tyler Moore? Facing yeah. another lefty. Probably Tyler Moore. Yeah, and he's less. So I feel like – I just feel like the first baseman one-offs today are way stronger than they were yesterday. Or by yesterday, I mean Monday. Like, Eric Thames is 3,700. He's 100 more than, than Victor Martinez. You just right. can't do that. Yeah, that's like that's the easiest comparison. Yeah. It, and Tyler Moore's 200 less. I, I think both are better options. Oh, my God. Miggy's going to be chalk. He's 3,400. He's not going to be chalk. He's stuffy. They're not going to play him. But he's 3,400. It's so cheap. You can't play him, Stevie. Don't please, please, whatever you no, do. No, I'm not playing him. I, I okay. know I'm not playing him. I'm just okay. saying he's just really cheap. Listeners, I know you're going to have that moment where you just say, oh, I can get X if I just play Miggy. Don't do it to yourself, please. I can already see the tweets coming in. Oh, my goodness, the Tigers went off, but I have a three from Miggy. I don't want those tweets. It's not our fault. James McCann or Miguel Cabrera? James McCann! <laughs> Do you realize how sick his stats are against left-handed pitching? Hey, man, as long as he doesn't regress when I'm rostering, I'm fine by me. No, like, what's two-year sample size, 194 plate appearances, 320 ISO, 396 Woba against lefties. And Avila's starting to cool off, so they're finally starting to let him bat all the bat the full game, too. That's right. They have um, definitely like James McCann here. And we didn't talk about – a little bit, too. We didn't talk about Fulmer. Any interest in Fulmer? Do I, have I ever recommended Fulmer? If I have, like, I apologize to the listeners. 
Man, he just got shelled by this team. He's a guy who doesn't have any strikeout upside against a team that generates a lot of contact. It, I would throw that game away, though. It was like 100 degrees in St. Louis that whole yeah, the game, oh, yeah. that series. The game before that, he threw eight and two-thirds and put up 29 DK points. Yeah, I just... What a t- you want to talk about two different, like, massive outcomes. <laughs> I, I'm not playing Michael Fulmer. Like, if Fulmer beats me, so be it. Like, I, I just don't play guys that have zero K upside. Like, go ahead, beat me. I, I'll say that I, I don't think I'll play Fulmer here, but I don't think I'll play any of the Royals against him. I am always interested in what has now become a favorite tradition of mine, 3% Salvador Perez, even though now he has uh, 20 home runs in the season. But uh, you can all keep fading him. He will play you, guys like Asmani Grandal, who has 13, and never play uh, Salvi, who has 20. So Bonificio is 1.2% today. Yeah, I saw that. I was very upset that I didn't play him. That was a nice call by you. Nice hit. I, I was yeah. like laughing. I was like, yep. I was upset because I didn't have one from Salvador Perez until like the 12th inning. So it's all good. <laughs> hey, we'll take that 12th inning home run. That helped yeah. my FanDuel teams. Yeah, it helped my DraftKings teams immensely. Screw the BVP. Just give us that home run. <laughs> hey, it's what happens when you roster good players in that BVP. Sometimes they get it off the bullpen, too. All right. Angels, Angels, Indians, nine and a half total. Jesse Chavez, Michael Clevenger. Guessing you have zero interest in Chavez here. I have zero interest in Chavez, and Clevenger is a guy that we're going to spend some time talking about. Yeah. Um, massive strikeout rate. I know the Angels don't have a bunch of you know strikeouts in this lineup, but we just look at the slate and, like, People think Clevenger sucks, and he's a lot better than what people want to give him credit for. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just, I, I don't want to sum it up too much, but like, that's just summing it up. Like, you know, we're starting to see a little bit more strikeout upside. You know, Calhoun's strikeout continues to go higher. Balbuena starting to strike out more. Like, Escobar and Simmons, they just don't strike out. Ben Revere doesn't strike out, but there's strikeouts in this lineup more now than there was, you know, a month ago. Yeah, I'm with you. I just there's no downside just, outside of Mike Trout. This team sucks. This team is awful. I know. I love this. Guy. I love him. He's the model of consistency. I just he was 40 percent last time against San Francisco. But there was San Francisco, their worst team in baseball against right-handed pitching this season. I just I'm not just saying the Angels are much better. The Angels are 29. Like out to where the chalk falls, like. Like we've talked about some guys that it could be like if like Clevenger or Morton, I think is a debate. Like I think that's like, I think that will probably they will both be pretty highly owned, you know. And Seth Lugo, I just I think I Lugo's I, I love, be popular. I, always be massively popular. Yeah. He'll probably be higher than the other two. Um, I I just I love Clevenger. I've been on him since the beginning, like the ultimate beginning, like the Houston start. Like we're talking way back, like. And then the Kansas City start where he just gave up that one home run to Bonifacio and, and, and crushed. Like, we're talking, like, mid-May. It is just so tough when you're on a guy who you played in the 5Ks and now he's just 9,400 and you're just like, nothing's changed other than his freaking price and ownership. Right. It's just so hard to just keep rolling the guy out because you're kind of like, I've already, like, I've already, like, had so much profit on Clevenger play. So it's just like, do I really want to give it back? in this spot i just the the other thing that i want to know like it's going to be a cooler day in cleveland and i love taking pitchers that are going to have leads and like we expect cleveland to score runs here on chavez 
They have they have one of the highest implied team totals on the slate. Yeah, my problem is I really want to take a guy that we're going to talk about. Can we come back to this game? Is this the next? Is that the next game? No, it's in two games. If it's uh, the same guy we're talking yeah, about, yeah, we're talking about the same guy. Can we talk? Can we come back to this in two games? Um, any Angels bets? No. What about Cleveland? What are we doing? Stacking them Actually, up? you know what? That's not true. Mike Trout is like Mike Trout's good at baseball. Yeah, he's be like one percent. No, we could say that every day. You could play Mike Trout every day, and nobody in this industry. But he's gonna be low owned. If Clevenger's chopped, that always just means that the, the the leverage play is super low, and then leveraging with a player as talented as Mike Trout is always a, a, a very solid like, plan. That's fair. And, right. you know, and the Cleveland's the you either stack Cleveland or you fade it. I I don't think I would stack it here, but I can understand if you wanted to. Bradley Zimmer's been leading off, but his price is finally up. So Your boy, I, man. Yeah, man. I didn't even notice he was leading off. Like I just hadn't played him when he was on the West Coast in that series, but apparently they moved him to the leadoff hole. So it was good to play him in some cash games tonight, and uh, he, he performed. So that was nice. I like E5 a lot in this game. E5 is the guy that I'm, I'm going to focus on. I know first base is kind of loaded, but we look I'm at not, Chavez. I'm not, I'm not paying 5100 for E5. Yeah, Chavez has a 2.54 home run per nine with a 40% hard contact. Would you Brady. like to pay 1400 more for E5 than you will have to pay for Eric Thames? No, uh, I don't. Yes, CJ, I want to yes. play Eric Thames at 3700 No, I'll play in the outfield and I'll play E5 at first base. <laughs> Have fun with Eric. Have fun with E5 at 5,100. Like, there's just no chance for me. Uh, when he hits a home run, expect the tweet. I will gladly take Freddie Freeman for 200 more and shut up before you say you can play him at third base, too. <laughs> was you're, not him third, you're not going to play him at third base over Travis Shaw at 4,200. Oh, uh, I'm not going to play either one of them at third base over Jake Lamb. We'll get there. <sighs> I think I would take Shaw first. We'll I know. This that. is such a hard decision. Can we play Shaw at like second Fancy base? Draft. Welcome to my life. Oh, uh, Miami! <laughs> Miami at Texas. Uh, Dan Straley against Cole Hamels. Nine and a half total here. Another really hot day in Texas. So the thing about Straley, and I continue to preach this on the podcast, is he limits the damage against lefties. Like we're gonna see a left-handed heavy lineup here. I guess they're gonna throw in some righties too. Like I'm not playing Straley. He can't strike anybody out. It's just he doesn't get blown up but the problem is we get into a ball bar in texas man this is a fly ball pitcher everything i just said kind of goes out of the water too after texas just let the world down too and here's the problem texas has just been letting the whole world down are people just going to come right back to it oh man i don't know when the prices are really cheap but you don't have to save a pitcher it just i think i'm kind of at the point where i kind of just want texas to prove it to me at this point I don't know what I'm going to do with Texas. I could see playing them because it's a fly ball pitcher and it's going to be really hot. The ball's going to travel. And like you said, they're kind of cheap. We're getting some really good price tags on some of these guys. Um, the problem is the Miami lineup's going to kind of suck too. Cole Hamels is not uh, Adam Conley. And Adam Conley just – or not Adam Conley. Um, Perez. Like Hamels is not Perez. No, but the problem is there's no four. Hamels has been really bad this year, too. It's like Real Muto is free. That's interesting. Tyler Moore is free. That's interesting. I think it's clear we're not playing Cole Hamels, right? Yeah. Sorry, I just assumed we had moved on to Miami Bats. Right. 
Cole Hamels has a 40% hard contact against righties this season. Is Miami know. the chalk with these reduced prices? Like, Ozuna's 3-9, Stanton 4-8. Like, Stanton was just 35% at 5,500. I think people go back to the well. Maybe right. because of name that we, we don't see them that high because of the name. Like, Cole Hamels is still is lower today than he was against Martin Perez, I will break another mouse. <laughs> like, if you played Stanton today and don't play him tomorrow – Examine your freaking process. Uh, I'm all bored playing Stanton again today. God, Eric Thames is too cheap. <laughs> I just – oh, all right. Um, What about – we kind of talked oh, about – Oh, shit. I didn't realize today was the first round of the King of the San Francisco. Yeah. Sorry. I got excited. Sorry. So, oh, on uh, Tuesday? So no, it was tonight, Monday. Round oh, one was tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah, my sub made it through. Booyah. Shout out to right. Boston Eagle 5. All right. Um, What are your thoughts on Texas? <sighs> I kind of want to make the CM prove it at this point. Yeah, it's you were kind of I just feel it. like when people see Bazaar at 3,200, like, I understand, like, okay, so, like, I'm a huge price and force guy. I, if you came to me and said, CJ, like, I need a price enforced Texas here. I've been on Texas. I understand that. It's just I've been off Texas, so I don't need to really be enforcing it here. Um, but, like, if you've been riding Texas, I don't think this is the spot where you hop off. Like, Odor's 37 and Mazara's 32. I just I, – I don't think if you've been playing them, you can hop off here. I really don't. Fair enough. Let's move on. Colorado at St. Louis. Um, John Gray against Lance Lynn, eight and a half total. Let's talk about Lance Lynn really quick. Any interest? Yeah, Colorado looked really hopeless today. It really depends on the lineup, right? Yeah, like I don't know why I didn't consider Mike Meek today. It was a good play when I against that Colorado lineup. I just it just never even crossed my mind. Until yeah. some uh, a buddy of ours was like, Yeah, I'm all in my, I'm all in Mike Leak. And I'm like I guess that kind of makes sense. I just never thought about it. Yeah. Uh, Lance Lynn, really bad against lefties, really good against righties. Um, just really depends on the lefties. They can stand, they can just shove in there. Yeah, because they're not going to call David Dahl like morons. God, it makes me so mad. Um, so, yeah, for me, Lance Lynn would definitely – if they go like – if for some reason Cargo and Blackman or some of these guys – some of the lefties are not in the lineup and we see like Desmond and some of these righties in the Does lineup. Does Charles Gonzalez count as a lefty at this point? <laughs> he is kind of, but he's hitting the ball hard. You know that, right? He looks really bad. He looks clueless today. I'll tell you that. And maybe he's just hitting the ball because of his cores. Um, it would. I mean, Tapia, like is Tapia still? Why did you him the AAA? Why? <laughs> Who the hell is on this damn major league roster at this point? Tony Walters. <laughs> My boy Pat. Pat pinch hit home run. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> Watch one. Felt great. Did you yell at him? You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> I got man. I was just like, I got some stares. It's like, yeah, Pat. And then I forgot I was in St. Louis, and I was just like, whoops. <laughs> All right. The guy that I've been wanting to talk about this whole time has been John Gray. I think you're the same way. <sighs> yeah. Like, oh, it, it's the nut high if Carpenter gets the day off again because all we're worrying about is Dexter Fowler and Colton Wong at that point, and. Greg Garcia. We, we've we've done this story before with Chad Cool, where we got beat by those three. 
Not going to happen. It might happen, but it's not going to happen. This is the rebound spot for John Gray, right? Like, no, he's like be fine. Got Sheldon that Met start. It I think flew the, across the country for that for that San Diego start. It was over early. It was a laugher. You know, wasn't focused. Gave up a few runs. This is kind of the spot where he goes up and puts up a twenty-seven burger, right? Seven innings, one earned, ten Ks. I, I just actually I what hope. we do have. I'm going to share some umpire data. Let's get some positive umpire data in this spot. One time, right? John Gray, um, while you're pulling that up, you know, the most impressive thing this season, 29% soft contact rate against righties compared to a 23% hard contact. The swinging strike rate is much higher against righties. The strikeout rate is 29%, 29.8%. John Gray's good. Um, and this is just the spot. This is the spot that I've been waiting for to play John Gray, and I'm playing him. Yeah. Now, remember the last time we said that he didn't make it out of the third inning, but yeah, you know. he has a twenty six percent strikeout to get rate against righties since the start of last year. That's playing uh, in cores and on the road. I know this is a good spot. Oh damn it! I pulled it up on the wrong. Browser. Much better on the road. Like I, I can just keep talking about John Gray. I know, I know, I know. I, and uh, is there any Cardinals match you would have any interest in if you were going to fade? Like Richard has home runs in four straight. Zero. Mike Matheny was – it was so predictable. Mike Matheny moves him to the eighth spot. It was just like the hottest player on the planet in a good spot. Like, of course he's going to hold Zero. Yeah. But if I'm playing the Cardinals, if I, like, go 100% John Gray for some odd reason, like, I would have a Cardinals head stack. And that's just me being me. Yeah, and if I, like, go to the game, which I probably will because I, get to, I can probably go watch John Gray in person, which sounds like a lot of fun. I watch that uh, blonde hair do work. God, stupid sight. Work. I think it's easy on the cart or on the Rockies side too. Like you could play the lefties, but I don't think I'm paying the price for Blackman. Yeah, I, I totally, totally, totally understand that. I just I want to play Blackman though against Lynn. Like we talk about Lynn, just no strikeout upside, does give up a ton of hard contact to a lot left. of home runs too. A lot, a lot of home, home runs. runs. 2.1 home run per nine against lefties this year. and Completely, completely unowned, on the road. And the thing that even is even more better, like more better, <laughs> the thing that's really good for the um, you know Rockies lefties, Lance Lynn, 4.62 ERA against lefties, 5.7 XFIP. Is that good? I, I, I'm new to this. Yeah, terrible. I know you're trying to pull up your umpire data. I'm stalling. I know, and I'm, I really want to get this out because I really think it'd be really helpful for a guy like John Gray who does throw a lot of pitches out of the zone. All right, well, we're going to move on while you continue. No, we're to... not. We are going to give me five seconds. If this doesn't work, we can move on. All right, there we go. Finally. Uh, yeah, all that for a neutral up. Thanks. All that for a neutral up. Atlanta... Actually, that's not, true. that's not true. He just doesn't give up. The, he doesn't give the high strike. Uh, gives a little bit low in a way. So that's actually kind of a good spot there uh, for John Gray. If you think about how he throws, he throws hard, and he doesn't throw like a ton up. He throws down. So that's kind of a good spot for him. He throws four point four point two percent four point two percent of his pitches in the high zone, and fourteen percent in the low zone. Yeah, so he definitely gives you a lot. Yeah, yeah, he gives you a lot low. Gives you a lot inside. Can be a little inconsistent on that outside corner and high, but uh, uh, that's not good. He throws a lot on the outside corner. Yeah, it just depends on the day. But uh, if he gets the le- I guess the lefties though, he'll get the outside corner. There's let's, that. Let's uh, let's uh, let's hope that it's because it's hot and then umpire wants to get out of there. 
That sounds like a flyin'. Atlanta, Arizona, nine and a half total. Michael Fultonevich against a Walker. Um, I have zero interest in these pitchers. Stack them up. Yep. Um, let's start with the Braves. Like, Walker's a guy that gives up home runs. Like, nobody's going to play the Braves here. And, like, I, I really like the Freeman, Kemp, Adams, three-man stack here. Third base I, is absolutely loaded. 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 Yesterday you said it was loaded. This is what loaded is, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> I had a tough time playing third baseman yesterday. I know. It, uh, I kept saying, Wilmer Flores, man. Wilmer Flores. Oh, I jumped on. Don't worry. Oh, man. Yeah, Wilmer Flores. I love you. Just uh, because I needed salary, but I still jumped on. Hey, it's all that matters. You know, as long as you plug in that lineup, it doesn't matter what reason you plug them in, as long as you plug them in. That's right. Uh, I like Jake Lamb as well in this spot. Uh, I, but, I, yeah, I'm with you on the Braves. I don't think I would fade in Ciarte, though, especially if you get Herman behind the plate. Oh, yeah. I, I, God, I hate playing him because, like, you have to skip over Phillips, and Phillips sucks. Um, but that's great because, you know, they know he sucks. And it's like, all right, Ciarte, you better get in the scoring position for that Phillips ground ball so we can get you on third base for Freddie. Yeah, that whenever every time I say Brandon Phillips sucks, he hits a home run. So there's your guaranteed Phillips home run in the spot. Um, Phillips home run hits a home run off Walker. I'll freaking chew on a hat. Yeah, like both of these guys give up home runs, man. So like David Peralta, Lamb, this lineup now, the top five for Arizona is so juicy now with uh, JD Martinez being healthy. Do you really want to play the righties against Faulty? I don't. Um, I want to play. I want to play Lamb and Peralta really. And then like, I really want to play Lamb and Peralta on arcade mode and kind of just hope that the rest of the staff doesn't go off. I could see Herman if he catches, if he's batting like in the six or seven spot. Like sticking him in eighth spot just to make our life miserable lately. I hate eight catchers like in the in a NL park where you I do too. It's just because you can you can get intentionally walked, and we don't, you know, you get fantasy points for getting intentionally walked, but you don't get a lot of fantasy points for being intentionally walked. Boom. Boom! Expert morning grind analysis right there, baby. Minnesota at LA taking on the Dodgers. Jose Barrios against Kentai Maeda. Uh, eight total here. Barrios, man, I think he's starting to hit a wall. I'm really worried about this guy. Yeah, he has hit a wall. Uh, we talked about this, uh, I think it was two starts again now. Both of his last two starts. He pitched yeah. okay in the Yankees game. Kind of just tells you, like, the Yankees can struggle. Um like, even the Babbitt isn't high. So, like, the Houston game, he got Babbitt. But outside of that, he's just – he's kind of struggled lately. He's a home road guy too, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a massive home road split. So, you know, just control on the road has just been an issue. He throws Relative. hard, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Oh, he gives up a lot of power on the road too. He's only given up one home run at home in 41 innings. He's given up eight and 38 on the road. Could be a mound thing. Could be a mental approach for a young kid thing. Um, and I see Stevie thinking about, am I going to recommend the Dodger stack here in a second? So while he thinks about whether he's going to do that, <laughs> I will not met, I will not recommend Kenta Maeda in the spot. I will not do it. He will not throw enough pitches to get you the upside you need. Like, yes, floor on this slate looks pretty. But in the end, one, a couple of these pitches are going are to throw well. And you have to have upside in terms to win. Kenta Maeda simply has no upside. You know, especially on Fandle, he'll never go over five innings. Like, you can't play him. Like, you do not play him. You shall not play him. I will not play him. And if you see him within my lineups, please shame me publicly on Twitter. Sums it up. You know, he's not – they're being very careful with their starting pitcher now that Kershaw got hurt. So, Stevie, did you decide if you're going to recommend the Dodger stack or not? Man, it's it, – it's, 
Here, I'll help you. Yes. Like, man, he he doesn't throw his curveball and change up enough against lefties. Like, he throws his fastball 67% of the time against lefties. He throws in the high, in the mid to, like, 93 range. That's just, like, Dodger just crush territory. Yeah, and – The uh, guy that I don't think I would play here is Jock. He really struggles with curveballs and change-ups. So, if Barrios just kind of throws the curveball and change-up to him a bunch, he's just not going to hit well. But like, man, Grindall, Bellinger, Turner, all these guys. I think super lucky on that changeup. By the way, we should talk. Like he's been, like he's got some major aggression in that changeup coming. I said Turner. I would definitely stay away from the righties here. I don't think I would play Turner. Third base is so loaded that yeah, that's the problem here. It is just like, like I just don't think I can do it. Do you see the line in this game? What is it? Dodgers minus one sixty. One seventy three. Yeah, that's they think Barrios is in a wall too. Man, I really could get on board with um, playing some Dodgers here. The lefties don't think I could play the righties. That curveball against righties is legit. We've talked about it many, many times. Again, if it's right, and yeah, for sure, it's just like Christopher Taylor's overpriced. Justin Turner's at third base, and Yasiel Puig bats eight in front of the pitcher. So you play Bellinger. Seeger. Grendel. Grendel. It's a very expensive little three-man there on draft. It is a very expensive little three-man. We move on. Boston at Seattle. Drew Pomerantz against Felix Hernandez. Eight and a half total here. This is a Pomerantz spot, isn't it? It really is. It pains me to even want to play him, but... Just, I just was – as I was going through the games, I was just like, if I played Eduardo today on tournament teams, how can I fade Pomerantz tomorrow? And what is exactly the same spot? He's owned them in two starts too. Oh, yeah. I, the more I think about that, I think I, if, if you played Eduardo today on DraftKings, I, I think you have to be willing to come back here with some uh, Drew Pomerantz in tournaments. I really do. Yeah, and it's not like Rodriguez got smoked either. Gave up a home run to Kyle Seeger, and then Herrera grounded into fielder choice, and Ben Gamble scored, and then Segura doubled, and that was really all that he gave up in that start. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's see if I can pull up that umpire really quickly too. Nelson I, Cruz zero for four, Cano two for eleven, Seeger two for nine. Oh, that's right. They were rivals in that or San Diego interleague interleague rivals. Yeah. Yeah. It actually is a real sample size. 205, yeah, 205 average and 44 at-bats. Only nine strikeouts, though. Nine strikeouts and 44 at-bats. But we know, that the, we know that Seattle is just bad against lefties. We know they don't strike out a ton. I don't know if I'm going to play him. I don't think he's the worst play. I'm definitely not playing anybody in Seattle outside of Cruz, but I don't know if I'd play him here. And then Felix. I definitely, I'm definitely not playing Felix. Nope. We're talking about a guy on the Red Sox, too, which you can't play. Again, you probably can't play him on DraftKings, but you can play him over on Fantasy Draft. Save yourself some money. Another third base, another third baseman that is just – Yeah, you, know, you could definitely make an argument for playing him on DraftKings at 2,900, though. Yeah, so we're talking about Rafael Devers. This is the Red Sox' top prospect. They weren't going to call him up as of a week ago. And then they realize that all of our third base options suck, and this guy is just destroying minor league pitching, and we have to try. Well, everybody um, kept getting hurt too. You kind of, you know, let's throw that out there. 
They also were terrible. We we rolled out like sing, that that, that um, Devin Morrow, Brock Holt. <laughs> oh, uh, we are not playing. Um, no, we're. I'm not playing Drew Pomerantz. Good. That's what I needed to hear. This is one of the best hitters on. This is a top five hitters umpire in all of baseball. Um, I absolutely will be rostering Rafael Devers on some tournament teams. Um, this guy has a small strike zone. It's Felix. He's not the same. Um, oh, Devers is going to be like 3% because everybody's going to pay up at third base. It, this is a beautiful fantasy draft move. Um, I don't even mind it on DraftKings. I, I just don't know. I It's really hard for me to click on him as a one-off over the other options. But over on fantasy draft, I absolutely will be locking and loading some Devers, assuming he's in the player pool, and I hope he is. Jackie Briley Jr., um, he's too cheap in this spot. He's 3,200. Benedini is 30. This Red Sox stack is kind of – again, the question with them is where's the power upside? But in a nutshell, the spot is pretty sneaky. Mitch Moreland, 3,300. You're getting a nice price on the Red Sox stack here. Good job, fancy draft. Beautiful. We'll just plug him right there in my cash game lineup real quick. Um. Well, you said it's a bad pitcher's umpire, but uh, we're not talking bad. I, bad is not the right word. Horrific is, is the word that I would use to describe it. Yeah, but who are you playing from Seattle? I'm not. It's more the other side I have interest in. All right, we move on. Mets at Padres. Seth Lugo against Chasin. Eight and a half total. Chasin, the favorite at minus one ten here. Shock Lugo day, baby. Yeah, I'm not playing him. Do you want? Do we need to? Like, we need to talk about it. I guess. Um, you know, Padres they strike out a bunch. Seth Lugo twenty percent strikeout rate against righties, thirteen percent strikeout rate against lefties. Gets ground balls against righties. Um, and the Padres are starting to warm up a little bit. What's my question for playing Seth Lugo? Is what's the ceiling? Like, also, I just don't see the ceiling at seventy-seven. It's the Padres. Like, the ceiling's probably 25. And he hasn't done that this season. He put up 24 against Atlanta. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's the Padres. But, that, but, that's, the, but that's the ceiling. Exactly. Like, More, he's, done, he's, had, he's done bad in other good spots. Like He's not 6K anymore. Like, that's the thing, right? He's not 6K anymore. He's 7,700. Like, you just need a lot more. It's just like there's just no way that like when like for example if we talk about a chalk guy like Seth Lugo who I think has very limited upside versus my boy Luis Castillo who has all the upside and all the risk in the world like it's tournament I'm in tournaments I'm gonna play the guy who's gonna be lower owned and has all the upside. Another thing looking at like his graph here like Lugo pounds the strike zone. He That's does, not the, what you do against San Diego. Exactly, you're not. You want to make them chase. He has an 83 percent contact rate this season. Like. I, I really think it's a bad spot. You don't want a guy that's going to pound the strike zone. No. I mean, maybe he gets away with it, but that also will keep his K rate low, too. Like, yeah, no way. Almost all of his pitches are in the strike zone. I would okay. say 65, 70%. That's really high. Yeah, that's way too high for me. That's, man. He also has like an 8% swing strike rate on the season. Yeah, that's all that needs to be said. Um, Chasin's interesting, depending on the lineup that he gets. 
Uh, I guess they they could roll out a bunch of lefties. Never mind. Yeah, I don't see that. Yeah, because they could roll out Duda, uh, Reyes, Conforto, Granderson, Cabrera. That's five. Yeah, for sure. I'm and like Cespedes is your righty that you're fading. Um, yeah, I'll pass. Yeah. Um, any bats from this game? I think you'd have to at least mention Renfro. Hits two home runs tonight and draws a pitcher that's going to throw a lot of balls in the strike zone. And he's cheap. Love hitters that are warming up that are cheap. It's a late slate play probably realistically for me, but I think it has a lot of merit. It kind of reminds me of the Griptrick spot we talked about today. Renfro must be getting healthy. It's possible. Yeah, I think he's getting healthy. I mean, the strikeouts are still there. He's got a gazillion strikeouts. So, Well, that's just the Padres in a nutshell. That's why I was so shocked they sent Schimpf down. Like, your team strikes out, they hit home runs. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, what's up with Schimpf these days? Um, probably in minors striking out. <laughs> Very hot take, Stevie. Hot take for sure. Pirates, Giants. Oh, anybody from um, the Mets? No. And do we have to talk about this last game? Because I really don't want to. You could play Conforto against Justine. His, his strikeout rate is higher in the minors than it was in the majors. That's we hilarious. won't be seeing him anytime soon. What's that? Yeah, exactly. So we won't be seeing him anytime soon. All right, Pirates, Giants, Tyon against Bumgarner, seven total. Bumgarner only a 124 favorite here. Both of these pitchers are really good. I'm not playing anybody from this game. I, I'm not touching Bumgarner either. Like, prove it to me. Prove to me that you're worth this price tag. Like, it's just there's no strikeouts on either one of these teams. They're two of the highest priced pitchers on the slate. They're both very talented. They're two really good pitchers. Like, you know, look at Tyon's stats. The guy is really legit. This is one of the top prospects. He's really good. It's just there's no strikeout upside here. This is one of the spots I would – like, I, if, if I knew that um, Baumgartner was completely healthy, I would I would make the case for price enforcing here, but we just haven't seen it yet, so. Yeah, he's cheap, but, like – Swing strike rate is super low. I just – I can't do it. He had five strikeouts in each of the games coming back, and it was against the Padres. Both games. Yeah, 9% swing strike rate. Like That puts you at Michael Fulmer and Lance Lynn range. That's not a company I really want you to be in. Yeah, If I get burned by Bumgarner in this spot and he goes out and strikes out, you know, 10 people, it's whatever. It's just going to happen. Like, oh, by the way, before I get the, the inevitable tweet about John Gray's swing strike rate, small sample size, he got his swing strike rate got crushed in that Mets start. There you go. Because I already know that's coming. So. Yeah, and I pulled up his strikeout rates for two seasons. Like, you know, there's your there's your larger sample size. Yeah. And no bats in this game, right? Hell no. All right, let's play some home run derby, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, I get first today since you went first yesterday. Oh, wow. People that are asking me for arcade picks. Hint, hint. That's what home run derby's for. <laughs> um, first pick overall today is very, very easy, Travis Shaw. CJ's debating a veto. The problem is if you veto, you're going to take one of my guys. But if I don't veto, you're going to veto my guy anyways. This is a lose-lose. Um, I think you're beating me into a veto here, too. <laughs> That's the problem. I know you are. No. Uh, I'm not going to veto that. Uh, just take Jake Lamb. Go ahead. You're vetoing, you said? Yeah, go ahead. Take Jake Lamb. All right. Stanton it is. Oh, okay. Well, I will take Jake Lamb then. And then I will veto. Okay. 
that actually worked out better than I thought it was going to work out. I got to be honest. I thought you were going to end up with Jake Lamb. That actually worked out better than nobody I would have liked. Nobody was ending up with Jake Lamb. I, I didn't. I, I thought you were. You had a chance to get him. I didn't want him. I wanted him to be vetoed, CJ. Oh, right. Got it. I'll, I'll take okay. Eric. Th- I'll take Eric Thames then. All right. Good. And I will take. Um, All right. Let's get off the chalk now. We're we're getting too chalky here. I, I put the thirty-seven hundred dollar player. What do you want from me? I'll take Nick Williams, my boy. I was so shocked by this pick right here. What, was, what do you? I mean, I'm sorry, Stevie. His last box, his uh, last few games: 17, 25, 3, 26, 19, 14, 23. Damn! Why would I pick that guy for 3,400? Most Damn. shocking, most shocking, most shocking pick of the the pod. I'm gonna go um, Conforto. Try to get some non chalk here. You're not playing Conforto in DFS, right? Yeah, I kind of like him here. Chasin gives up a bunch you're, of home runs. You're not playing him at the same price as Cody Bellinger. I didn't realize he was so expensive. 5300 Oh, my God. He's higher than Stick. <laughs> that's why he's not chalk. That's a fair point, I guess. Um, And there's no way I am not taking Devers. Oh, thank God. Whew. That's the that's, uh, Red Sox homer in me, by the way. Chris Davis with his K, baby. All right. God, there's so many good home run picks. We didn't talk about Chris Davis with a C. Didn't – oh, my God. It's just all the upside in the world on this slate. God, this is so much fun. Let's do, let's do this, Luis. You, me, and, like, the three people who listen to this pod actually, who actually agree with me. Let's go. You know, I looked at the numbers from the podcast just today. I think there's more than three people that listen to the podcast. I said listen to me. So that's a very different number than the number of listeners we have, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Any final thoughts? Happy Luis Castillo Day, baby. Let's do right. this. Wow, we just got a tweet. Um, yeah, I just saw that. Congratulations, Geek Mike. Uh, taking down 10,000 um, podcasts, solid pod. Um, I'd love to see his lineup because that's it's solid. All right. But congratulations to him. Um, we're going to get out of here. You'll be back Friday. If you guys want more information from the Siege, make sure you guys check out the Siege's tournament tactics package over there in the marketplace. Baseball and the football, you know, the price is going to end soon here. Also, if you haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you guys head on over there, check them out. It's playdraft.com backslash grinders for a 100% deposit bonus up to 600 bucks they have one of the best games and um, it's hard not to like them over there so that's going to do it we'll be back tomorrow with notorious good luck in your contest tonight and we'll see you then Whether you're entering one or a hundred lineups into a contest, you need to be using our Rotogrinders lineup builder and optimizer. The optimized setting creates the best possible lineup given your projections and player pool, both of which are customizable. The build setting is intended for tournament players and will create up to 150 lineups in seconds, all based on your filters and exposure settings, and then export them for use on FanDuel or DraftKings. Spend less time building lineups and more time enjoying the game. Use lineup builder today. The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined? 
rugged at the same time. Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and leather gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.